For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Michael, yeah. I would like to tell you about my friends at Bay City Cabinets. They've been serving the Tampa Bay area for over 42 years. You have to tell me that. They have cabinets for every project and budget. Kitchens, vanities, garages, they do it all. And if you're in need of flooring, Bay City Cabinets has ceramic and porcelain tile for just 89 cents a square foot. Now, if you're looking for laminate flooring, Bay City Cabinets has those too. It's your one-stop shop for all of your remodeling needs. Designers are in-house with no appointment needed and financing available, so there's no need to wait for the kitchen or bathroom of your most wildest dreams. Now, if you mentioned you heard this on the Mike Calta Show, you get a free sink-based cabinet with your order. And it's, also tell me we want to put Joe in a perch. Yeah, we can definitely put Joe in a perch. That's Bay City Cabinets located at 4335 East Hillsborough Avenue in Tampa or online at baycitycabinets.com. Oh, there you go. Go see them. Anyway. Uh, Steve Simone is here. Oh, what do you bring? Steve's got gifts. What did you bring? Oh, from Mazzaro's. Oh, man. Give this guy give this guy a microphone. Here, you can put it up on here, Steve. Where are you going to put it? There you go. Um, first of all, thank you for your patience. We ran a little long today. Have a seat. Good to uh, please, see you, ha- ha- Thank you for having me. Yeah, well, listen. Uh, I'm going to tell you the rap on you in the comic world. Do you know about this? There is definitely... We have a little construction going on. Is somebody racing RC cars outside of your house right now? I thought the bees had finally got together and were going to strike back against us. Um, There is not one person in the comedy world that will say a bad thing about you. They all say, from Paul Verge to Steve Byrne, that you are the nicest guy in the world. Yeah, I know. Most comedians are jerk-offs, so that's got to be a nice thing. Yeah, that's... um, that's I don't even know how to respond to that. Yeah, I was, and then and then today you show up with food from Mazzaro's, and I'm like, well, I second that uh, motion. I couldn't show up empty-handed. <laughs> My mom would be like, "What you know?" Now, where are you so, from? Originally, uh, suburban Philadelphia. Yeah, and how long? Now, do you live down here? I did. I so, just what was that? Here. What was I remember? I remember we did the Calton Kelly show, right? Is that it? The where where? Yeah, Burn? I met you with Burn that night. Yeah, he popped in and, and and then he introduced us to you and said, and I remember him saying you were going to be around, but I wasn't sure if you moved here or not. What was that all? Were you, were you like, I got to get out of Philly? Uh, well, I was living in L.A. for twenty oh, years. Oh, worse. So I was in L.A. during COVID, and uh, none of it was like planned. My, yeah. my parents had retired here, and uh, my mom's birthday was coming up, and L.A. was just falling apart. Yeah. And uh, that was about the beginning too, right? Or yeah, I got out almost a year ago. It was last August. Yeah. And the truth is, like, uh, I'm dear friends with the comedian Joey Diaz. Yep. And he's like a street guy. Oh, he's straight street guy. Yeah. And he was like, "Dog, these streets are talking. It's not safe <laughs> here anymore." And he taught, He would call me every day with like something else he noticed in L.A. Right. And uh, I knew Rogan was getting out of L.A. Everybody was starting to leave L.A. Where did Joey go? He went back to Jersey. 
<laughs> you know L.A. is bad if you go back to Jersey. Yeah. Rogan at least went to Texas. Yep. Yeah, okay. And uh, and, and you were like, I got to go. So, yeah, and I was just like, all right, I knew I wanted to see my mom on her birthday. And it was while the world was still kind of locked down. Yeah. And my brothers were in Philly. They couldn't be there for her birthday. So I was looking at, like, just a short-term rental on the beach. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I can live on the beach in Florida uh, yeah. for less money than an apartment in Sherman Oaks, California. Uh, it's a secret that nobody hope not too many people find out oh, about. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's Shangri-La. Yep. So I thought I'd be here for, like, a month or two. L.A. would open back up, and it never did. Yeah. And uh, a, a good buddy of mine from L.A. grew up in Lakeland. And he was like, dude, you should check it out there. He goes, yeah. it's the perfect location for a comic. Because you're in between. You can get out, of, out yeah. easily. Yep. So I didn't think I could even ever afford a house ever yeah. living in L.A. I'm like, I'd have to win the lottery. Yeah, that's so. the thing. If you Most comics who are in L.A. or New York, they, they have no idea that there's another world out there. Because you're like, oh, world. look at this. I found this 300-square-foot apartment for $2 million a month. It's beautiful. You, know, you have yeah. no idea. Yeah, then I came here, and I'm like, oh, I can live normal. This is a dream. So yeah. I bought a place. I moved my parents in. And it's the... It's the best decision. Man, you love your parents. Yeah. I, I, I like my parents. <laughs> Most people do. Uh, yeah, no, no, I know, but this guy is like, the, the rap on you is right. You're a nice guy. You're like, I needed to come and see my mother for a birthday. I would have been like, hey, Ma, I'll catch you next birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I like my mother, but I'm not going, I'm not, I'm not making a special trip across the country. Yeah. Yeah, you're a good guy. Oh. All right, so, uh, so now I keep trying to tell Bobby Kelly that it's, I guess those guys like the fact that they could show up at the at the stand or at the cellar and in all those places, the Pussycat, and do like five yeah. spots in one night. But um, if you're just touring and you want to leave, this is a great place to leave from. we got a great airport. It's, it's easy. Awesome. It's in the middle of it. Tampa's airport's the best. Plus, you're drivable to uh, Orlando, Miami, West Palm, Sarasota. Absolutely. I mean, you've got a whole bunch of markets right here just to do. A hundred percent. Oh, so, uh, all right, so... You and Joey Diaz, that's an unlikely pairing. Yeah. Uh, Joey Diaz, I just found out, is in the new Sopranos oh, movie. Yeah. Do you know about what he plays or what he does? Yeah, I don't know what I'm allowed to say. Oh, no, he said it's cool. You can say whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> I just saw the trial. Like, I loved that show. Yeah. But the movie, my, I was keeping my expectations low. But so was they, I. They just dropped that trailer. And now I feel like a kid marking down the days till Christmas. Yeah, it, it, uh, it was... I, we used to be good friends with uh, the guy who played Big Pussy. Oh, wow. And he came into town to do a Broadway, not in a Broadway, like a play kind of thing, and we ended up bonding with him and becoming buddies. Cool. And I kept saying to him, movie, movie, movie. And they, he'd go, eh, by the time we do the movie, we're all too old now, and this is when Gandolfini was still alive. Yeah. And he's like, what would we do? And I kept saying, prequel, man. Do it about his father. I didn't know that they were going to make it about Christopher's father, but uh, make it about... Uh, Johnny Boy Soprano and do it that way. Him and Uncle June and all those did guys. You, did you see who's playing Johnny Boy Soprano? Uh, wait, wait, don't. Oh, is that um, I can't. I, Barenthal? No, I don't yes, know. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Punisher is yeah, playing. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Which is good because he looks like what Tony used to describe in the show when they talked about the father. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want. That's the thing I was worried about because you really got to be careful with this. And then when they told me that the kid, that Gandolfini's kid, was going to play him, I was like, oh, 
That's. I mean, I get why you want to do that because uh, yeah, you I feel bad. Like, uh, yes, I thought it was out of respect. Like but the key looks awesome. awesome. He's got, he looks he's like got the mannerism, yeah. half smile, everything. Yeah. 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 Sorry, I, I forgot to tell you, Galvin's back at the station. I forgot <laughs> to tell everybody. Looking around, trying to figure out where they are. <laughs> I do it all the time. Yeah, the kid looks like he uh, he really is going to do a good job. Um, the, and let me tell you, out of all the characters. In in Sopranos, Mad Men, all these shows that develop these great characters, Livia Soprano is one of the best characters ever. And this woman that they have, the, this cold-hearted woman that they have playing she the younger version, nailed it, man. She's so just that short clip that she's in makes me so angry. Can I yeah, tell I you my favorite part of the whole trailer? So the trailer's good and it's a lot of good stuff, and you're like, oh, that person's playing that, and Ray Liotta's in there. Yes. But when it ends and it starts the Sopranos theme music yeah. at the very end, it kind of just fades in. That's so perfect. Oh, it was so good. Yeah, it was. I was very excited. And I think I'd like to go see it in the movie theater as opposed to watching it. I'm in. Yeah, right? definitely. I'm doing that. Oh, man. That's exciting. We haven't been excited about a movie coming out in the longest me, time. For me, since like Step Brothers. Was yeah. the last time I was excited <laughs> to see a movie. Uh, now, what I have to ask you this. Yeah. What is the thing? Uh, how old are you when you start doing comedy? I I did a few open mics in my early 20s. Yeah. But I didn't really. I tried to have a normal life. Like, I didn't think I was allowed to do that. Right. And then uh, when I was 27, I was just so miserable. I was like, this is my only shot. It's either this or nothing. Right. And I so, just, so you're saying a pure desperation you became a comedian. Yeah, 100% so. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. That's when the sometimes they say when your back's against the wall. That's when you have to go with what you know. Yeah, and it was divine. I entered a stand-up comedy contest in Philly, uh-huh. and the finals for the contest were actually at a theater where Dice shot his legendary special, The Dice Man Cometh. Yep. I didn't know that until I became friends with Andrew. Yeah. But Paulie Shore hosted the comedy contest. Oh, wow. So I won the contest, and he was like, bro, you should be at the comedy store. I was like, I, I had already quit my job. Yeah, I was already yeah, yeah. planning on moving out there. So I just packed up my stuff and drove across country. Now, when you got there, there, was Paulie like, oh, yeah, no, I wasn't being serious. So, <laughs> he was. He used he's cheap a lot, labor. He does, he does a lot of, you should come out to the comedy store. And you get there, and you call him, and you're like, he's like, oh, I'm busy tonight. He's, no, yeah. okay. That's how I know, like, God had to have his hand in this. Right. So, like, he got me a job. Like, right away, like, I got out there. I had no money. I didn't even have a credit card. So what do you – so I'm so curious about this because in my mind, I thought I always might want to do this. Yeah. And then I didn't, thankfully. Instead, I came here. But what is that like when you move to a, a huge city like that with no money and no credit card? And you gotta be you gotta be thinking like uh, less than zero. You're gonna be doing uh, gay stuff. In a couple I of had it's so funny. I, my last job before comedy was uh, I worked for the Philadelphia Eagles, uh-huh. which was a dream. Sounds company. like a pretty good gig. Oh, it was the greatest. But and they had a head of security, this guy named Butchie, and I ran into him a few years ago. Uh, I was opening for Dom Irera in Philly, uh-huh. and there was like a little after party at a South Philly bar, and Butchie was there. And it, I mean, it was a good fifteen years after I left the Eagles, and I thought he wouldn't remember me right. or whatever. And he was like, "You know what, Stevie? I think about you from time to time." And he goes, "The balls that dog." <laughs> he goes, "He goes. Go. I don't know if you have big balls or a tiny brain. <laughs> Either way." And I go, "I think it was a little bit of both." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just had it was desperation. Yeah. But that's the truth. But all those people that move out there that don't that didn't meet Paulie Shore and have yeah. no foot in. 
And then the next thing you know it, they're hooked on drugs and living in the drain pipes. Well, the weird thing is I thought that was it. Like, right. I thought I was I was like, oh, I know Paul A. I'm getting in at the store. Yeah. It took me eight years to get passed by his mother. Oh, oh, wow. So, like, my first job was I was in town for two days. I get a job at a pizzeria. Uh-huh. And and then Paulie calls and he gets me a PA job on his the independent film he had done. Paulie Shore's dead. Yeah. So I was doing everything on the set, going to deliver pizzas, right away. Right, I just started right, working right. two three jobs. But I really felt comedy was going to come easier. Yeah. Like a year, I was out there for a year, and I I got to open up for Dice in Vegas with Jim Norton. Wow. And, and I'm like, this That's is it. Pretty, I'm, yeah, you made I'm, it. I'm, I'm like, like, I made it. Yeah. And then it was years like years of struggle which is a blessing because now the littlest things i'm like i have money from mazaros thank yeah. you <laughs> money like from that's it for me yeah, yeah. <laughs> well now what what now what did uh was mitzi's deal like how do you have to go how does that work do you have to go perform uh, in front of her and what? yeah uh-huh. i mean i have mitzi's i was mitzi's assi- i worked every job at the comedy store um, I'm mostly I'm interested in her now because of that uh, special that they had on TV. That really, I mean, you heard all the stories and stuff, but when you watch that show, you kind of get a real feel what that was like. There's okay. I'm going to tell you my favorite Mitzi story, yeah. so you can understand the respect she has in the comedy community. Okay. Um, like I was, I still am a huge Jim Carrey fan. You okay. are, huh? Yeah. We were just talking about how Jim Carrey. I can't stand him, but his comedy, they were saying they watched his old special. and uh, Him in the 90s, yeah. like his comedic acting work. And I remember he had a sitcom in the early 80s called The Duck Factor. Yes. Okay. So Mitzi, like, you know, I was always trying to get stories out of her because I'm a comedy nerd and right, I love right. this stuff. So she signed his immigration papers from Canada. Uh-huh. And she actually had the premiere party for his sitcom in her home. She oh, was wow. like... Oh, this is where we had, and I'm like, who is this woman? Yeah. You know, she had a book on her coffee table, and it was Richard Pryor's prior convictions. And I opened it up, and it was Richard's handwriting autographed her to the book, and you could tell he was already suffering from yeah. Parkinson's by the autograph. And I'm like, this this woman's a legend. So she went on to tell me once about the last time she saw Jim. Uh was when he was filming that Andy Kaufman movie. Uh-huh. And I saw the the documentary on that where he stayed in character right. and didn't break character, and he was even Tony Cliftoning, the head of the studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they came back and shot a scene for that at the Comedy Store, the last scene of that where he's Tony Clifton, and he's on stage in the main room. Well, he didn't know Mitzi was backstage. And this is when he's not breaking character for anybody. Right. He shut down the set was out of character and talked to her for four hours. Oh, really? Really broke down? Yeah, he he broke character. Yeah, wow. Yeah, she is. I mean, you don't realize until you watch that, uh, what was it, Showtime, whatever it was on, that special about how many careers she's made and how many people who still regard her as the greatest ever. I mean, to me, she was... I I didn't know her, and she was Paulie's mother, so I I just assumed that she was... Uh, the bitchy old lady who owned the place, you don't realize how many careers she's made over the so years. So many. One of my favorite Mitzi memories is when she was older, but she was still coming into the club. And there used to be a little booth in the back. Bar. Have you been to the comedy store, that back bar area? I, I, know, I know the inside, yeah. All right. Well, we're going to go to L.A. sometime, yeah, and I'm going to go give you my yeah, little yeah. ghost tour. Uh, so there, we used to call it the waitress table. Okay. And you just hang out there and 
There's no green room. That was your table, yeah. Yeah, and Mitzi, I guess, was upstairs in her office. This has to be 18 years ago, 20 years ago, uh, close to it. And walking her down the steps was Bob Zamuda in his full Tony Clifton outfit Uh and Dice, fully diced out in his leather jacket. (laughs) And you see them walking this little old lady, just like a kindness and a sweetness. And I'm like, oh, this is a cool place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a cool place. Boy, I got to tell you, uh, I love Dice. Dice great. But I mean, I love, I think Dice's greatest work is actor Dice. Oh. I, I think he really. I I tell this story a lot. I saw. It, I, I when I listened to the day the laughter died. It's one of my all time favorite comedy albums of broke all time. Barriers for everybody. Yep. Everybody couldn't do that now. Uh, no. I couldn't get away with it. He broke barriers for everybody, and um, then you know he w- he was evolving, and they wouldn't let him evolve. I remember yeah. going to see him live here. Watching him tell a whole series of new jokes and thinking, this guy is really funny outside of his dice stuff. And these idiots are just the whole time, dickery, dickery, doc. It's the same thing like Dave Matthews. I don't hate Dave Matthews as much as I hate Dave Matthews fans. Yeah. Dice is a legend. Dice's fans are idiots. He told me, he gave me that um, advice once. He was like, the thing about fame is that once you're famous, you're famous forever. Yeah. And he was like, you have to be really careful about what you put out there that makes you famous. And I remember once he was like, do you think I like my fans? They're terrible. <laughs> They're alcoholic wife beaters from Brooklyn. You think I want to say hi to them at the beach when I'm with my kids? And that sort of planted a seed in me where I'm like, I'm a pretty nice guy. But I'm like, oh, let me be the best version of myself on stage. Yeah. So if, if I ever get fans, they're going to be like nice suburban dads. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can hang out with them. Yeah, you, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah he's, he's uh, I got to tell you, and then uh, the more acting he does, the more I think he's he's, oh, he's really great. Guy. Yeah, he really is. And people write him off as an idiot because of the character, you know, but he's really a, a great dude. Yeah. And I think, like, people were like, oh, what was it like hanging out with Dice? And I'm like, well, the truth is I was not really friends with Dice. I was friends with Andrew. Yeah. Like, the sweet, nice guy yeah, yeah, that yeah. would have me over for family barbecues and stuff. Do you know, do you know, uh, you know Eleanor? Oh, I love her. She's Eleanor, my dearest friend. Eleanor dated Dice. Or they, were they married? I don't even know. But I know I, they were engaged. She's been on the podcast. I do the podcast with Robert Kelly, and she's been on a bunch, and she is... Uh, just funny and great. Cool. She's got great story. Yeah, like yeah, that. That seems like the, a good pairing with the two of them. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, listen. Steve is going to be at Side Splitters. He's going to be there. Uh, what starting tonight? Yep. One show tonight. One show tonight, and then two shows Friday and Saturday. Yep. And I bet these things your first Sunday show. Yeah, there's no, I think, because of the 4th of July. There's oh, it's had 4th of July. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. What, are you idiots watching videos over there? You know I can hear stuff. Every once in a while, I hear. Is that you? No, I think it's back at the studio. Yeah, that's the idiots next door. Yeah. Shut up. No, I'm totally serious. Celebrating 10 years. They're screaming every three seconds like they're on TRL in the, you know, early 90s. They brought them donuts, and I think I just saw them wheel past a cake for them. Hey, listen, I got news. You guys got like three years left before it's over. Oh, my God. I've seen this happen before. It comes in waves. You get a little bit of a high and then a huge low. So start looking now for your next gig. Uh, <laughs> what did you bring from Mazzaro's? Should I bust his alley? Do you want yeah, some of this? No, I don't even sure. know what. I didn't it's know what. I got. Sorry, I, I'm I, taking it, and I probably just stole your lunch. It's I, I, I got baked treats because 
they're not. I couldn't get there early enough you and know, make it here on time. That is so awesome of you. But I got the Pignoli cookies, which oh. I only make like two days a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I figured rainbow cookies, like every nobody hates rainbow. No, everybody cookies. loves them. Every guinea loves rainbow. Yeah, yeah and yeah. then one of their uh, rum cream cakes because I got one for oh, Bartnick and Verzi, and those guys were like, "This is the best cake I've ever had." Uh, that yeah, they love you, those guys. They, oh, they I absolutely love. Those love. Guys they're too. not. Uh, Bartnick's another one. Uh, one of the nicest guys. Love him. Yeah. You, I, awesome. I have to tell you, you guys should all, I would love to see the three of you together do a little. A little oh, that, that would, would be, be the best. Like, when you get to do comedy with your friends, it's not even work. You're just like, this is the greatest. Yeah. I, I, I got to tell you, it's it's a good fraternity that you guys have that you all, because comedians, you mostly like to crap on each other. Yep. But at the at the end of the day, you all do kind of take care of each other. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's the only way that you're going to be successful. Uh, if you've not seen Steve before, and I have not, I'm not going to lie to you, yeah. but I know that all the people that we respect talk about how great of a comedian you are. Oh, wow. Seriously, like the, like Virgie and Barnick, but then uh, Steve Byrne and uh, all the guys that we know. And then uh, if you're friends with Joey Diaz, because he doesn't like anybody, uh, then you know you you know you got the Dominus for Biscuits from, from Joey. You're going <laughs> to yeah. be good there. Uh, uh, go see him. Go to sidesplitterscomedy.com. You can make reservations, or this is going to be a fun week to go it's- out. A lot of people are off on Monday, so they're looking to start doing some stuff early. Some people are taking off on Friday. Go see uh, Steve at Sidesplitters this weekend. Thank you so much for coming Thank in. Thank you. It was an honor to be here. Yeah, now that you're in the area, we got to do some more stuff with you. Too. I would love that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, more you, less Chad Zumach. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I like Chad. I just like to bust his balls. He's a sweetheart. Uh, all right, we'll take a break, and we'll come back and close out the show. It's a Mike Cal, the show. This is 102.5 The Bone. You're listening to Tampa Bay's most listened to morning show, The Mike. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.